Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back everyone to another Q&A of Life With Your Dog podcast. Got a question come in from Nick today, and I'll read it out to you. Why is it important not to feel sorry for a puppy or a dog when buying or adopting them? So I think this is a really good question, and um, it may or may not have been a personal experiences of Nick's, but um, but it's a really good question because I see do see it a lot. And um, my first thing on my list here is, is it an impulse buy? You've, have you gone to the pet shop or gone to a breeder or gone to a, um, a rescue organization or a shelter, saw the puppy up in the corner looking scared, you felt sorry for him or her, and you've gone, you know what, I'm going to take that puppy because I feel bad for it and I can give it a good home. So have you gone, like, and you've got to ask yourself these questions. A lot of people, they're gone, Oh yeah, I went down the shelter and I came back with a puppy, but I was and I wasn't really um, equipped to get the puppy, but I couldn't help it because my emotions were too high. And I think that's really important that you keep yourself in check when it comes to you know making such a long term commitment, because um, you know buying a puppy is like a fifteen year sort of commitment, and it's a it, it can't just go off an impulse. And it's very very important, you know. Um, you can buy an inanimate object on impulse because you can sell it again or whatever. But um, with a dog, and people think that, you know, I'm going to get the dog and see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, I'm just going to rehome it. But it, it shouldn't be that way, you know. Um, And, you know, if you're not balancing your rationality, your logic with your emotions and how you feel, um, then you're going to make some, you're going to set yourselves up for failure later down the track. So um, don't go off impulse because it doesn't really work out so well. Sometimes it will, for sure, obviously. Sometimes it does, but most of the time, from what I see, it, it doesn't. So, um, you know, because it leads to the next question is that, are you experienced for that dog's issues or for the breed characteristics of the dog that you feel sorry for? So um, when we talk about, like, you know, is it important not to feel sorry for a puppy? Um, so, like, what, what does that mean? Uh, are you... Are you getting the dog because you wanted the dog or are you getting the dog because you feel bad for him? Because if you feel bad for him, then you should feel bad for every other single dog out there that needs a home and who's got that sort of space. So we're kind of setting the wrong sort of momentum for, for people that and other dogs um, down the track. So, you know, like you got to ask yourself, are you experienced? Like, are you someone who has had dogs before that have had issues and or you've help that in rescue organizations or you volunteer to shelters and you know what it comes with getting a dog that's fearful or who's anxious or has aggressive tendencies and things like that. So if you're experienced and and you know what comes with having a dog that has issues, well, then you also know that what it's going to entail and it's not going to become a big surprise if the dog has some severe separation anxiety and you leave the house and you've left them inside your apartment or inside your home and the place has just been destroyed and you're like, oh my God, I didn't expect that to happen. Well, if you're experienced, you'd know that that's the case and you'd manage the situation accordingly. Um, some people feel sorry for the wrong sort of breed. You know, they 
they you know they're probably um, equipped and they have the the experience for maybe more of a a, a smaller dog, let's say like a cavalier dog that's, you know, good with the family and can be a little bit um, more chilled around people. But then they go, no, but I felt sorry for the German Shepherd Cross who's three years old and has been in the shelter for for three months and I need to take that dog now. And then the dog comes to their house and they're going, what have I done? <laughs> and they've made a big, a big, um, big mistake. And there's so many times because like I do volunteer down at my local shelter and there's so many dogs that have been there for a long duration of time. They've gone out. And then I come back the week after and the dog's there. And this dog, same dog will happen to him like three times. Um, people aren't making the right decision. They're not, they're not equipped with the skills and understanding of what a dog needs, especially that are, that's going through, you know, if you're feeling sorry for the dog, it's two things. It's either the dog has legit issues or you've made up a story in your mind that the dog's been abused and he's scared, he's stressed, he needs to leave the shelter because apparently the shelter's the worst place for a dog. And it's not true. There's some dogs that, um, Living in the shelter is 10 times better than living in the previous home that they were in. But, um, of course, we do have the dogs in the shelter and the rescue for them to eventually be adopted out. Um, another th- way of seeing it is that you went to the breeder because you wanted to choose your puppy and you saw the one that was a little bit reserved and scared and was up in the corner rather than the one that was all over you. So, you know, that's not as much of a of a bad decision to make rather than going with the the big large breed that you felt bad for and you took him because you you felt bad not because you actually knew you'd give him a good life so um so these are good questions to ask yourself as well you know and like you know you should also consider what's the dynamics of your household what's going on at home are you do you live on your own you work two jobs and you know you don't have time to, um for the dog that's the 3 year old german shepherd cross or you know um that you've adopted because you felt super bad for him and now you now you should feel even more bad for him because they're not having much of a life because you work so much you don't walk them um the dog's behavior gets worse over time um and this is also something that i see very regularly and i try to encourage my clients to think about think about your own life you know you have responsibilities of going to work and looking after your family keeping your house in order and you know doing the extracurricular like exercise and socializing with friends like you do all that stuff for yourself but you could be got to be doing that for your dog as well so if you haven't got the time for it and you know you didn't have the time for it but you did it because oh that's how i am i'm very impulsive like you shouldn't be proud of that so like cut that out of your life and change your mindset you got to be really um calculative about how you're going to go about this you got to weigh up what's happening at home should you have gotten a cat or a goldfish or should you have gotten a high energy dog or a very scared dog or an anxious dog um because you feel bad for it and you and um and you know and you were trying to fill a void in your own life by going well I have issues I'm going to try to get someone else with issues and try to fix them instead of trying to fix myself maybe that's what's going on too um you know and are you doing this for for the dog or are you doing this for your own ego so which is like a stem off of you know the dynamics of your household is that if it doesn't fit your household but you got the dog because it looks cool to put it up on Instagram to show everyone hey look I just got this scared dog or I've got this dog that I felt bad for and I rescued him from the shelter and um and now look how cool I am and then 3 months later it doesn't become cool anymore and then the dog either gets neglected or or always for or you're forced to rehome the dog to to a better home so you know um are you genuinely doing this? And there's a lot of people out there and my hat goes off to you guys because, you know, you, um, you put yourself out there to get the dog and either you get the dog to help him, train him, rehabilitate him and then move him on to an appropriate, um, household. And a lot of rescues do that. A lot of foster carers do it and you guys are awesome. Um, but 
Um, a lot of people are doing it because it fills their own ego. It makes them feel good. Um, their persona, their, the mask that, that, that they wear is, is that. They're the ones who help all the dogs, but they're not actually helping the dog. They're just trying to make themselves look cool. So I think that's another, another thing to consider as well, you know, and, um, let's just say we go another angle is that you do want to get a dog. And you did go to the, let's just say you went to the breeder and you wanted to choose which puppy was there. Well, you know, you got to think about what is the puppy that you're looking for? What is, um, oh, look at that. Nooches Pooches is watching us on Instagram live. Hello, Nooches Pooches. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you know, like when you're looking at the puppies there, you got to like weigh up what it is that you want from a dog. Do you want a high energy dog because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a young guy at home and you live, you still live with your parents and you have the time and energy to fulfill that dog's need and you want to trial them in different, um, competitive sports and stuff like that. Well, then yeah, you get the high energy dog that, that you're looking for because you know that you can fulfill their needs. Um, but if you're a mother of five and you got three jobs and you're, you know, kids got extracurricular activities and you got that puppy that was super high energy, probably not the right decision, you know what I mean? So, um, and if you want a dog that wants to be competitive and you are that young guy and who's driven, but then you got the real slow, sloppy old dog because you felt bad for him, well, then that's, and then you force the dog to do things that it doesn't want to do, that also isn't good. So you do want to really choose the dog that you want. You got to have a, have a, um, have the intention of what you actually want from the dog. You know, don't just rock up and just um and get a dog and just see how it goes because it doesn't ever work out really well or you make the wrong decision and then you resent the dog for so long. So I think those are really important things to consider. You know, don't get a dog because you feel sorry for him. Like if that was the case, I'd be coming home every single Thursday with a dog in my ute because um because I feel bad for them. Like certainly when I go to the shelter and I help them out, I do feel bad for those dogs because I know that they can have a good life and I know they probably couldn't have a good life with me. But I can't accumulate a million dogs. Um, I've got my own responsibilities, got my own things going on. And even though I have a yard where I could chuck a dog in and and I could give it somewhat of a good life, then it would be taking away from what I like to do. And then I do resent that dog over time. And that could be a real problem as well. You know, especially people that are enthusiastic about, you know, training and, and they're in the game, like the, in the, in the animal industry and they want to do the right thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta set a limit. You know, you really gotta set yourself. All right. Look, I do feel bad for those dogs. I can't take them home, but I'll get there once a week and I'll do my, do my thing, Ethan. Oh, look, Nick's watching. I'm answering your question, brother. Um, hope you're enjoying it. Hope it's answering your question. If you got anything else to, to add to it, just put it in the comments and I'll continue and I'll answer that even more specifically. But yeah, look, um, if you feel bad for a dog, well, then give him the life that, that it needs, but don't have to, um, accumulate a dog. That's really important as well. So, um, I guess that's all I have to say really about that. Don't get a dog because you feel sorry for him. Don't live your life emotionally. Be a little bit more rational. Don't be too rational as well. You know, I guess that could be something that could be a downfall is that maybe someone like myself and me personally is that I am a little bit more rational when I want to make a decision, but then I take too long with making a decision of getting a dog and I'll probably never get that new dog. So, um, so you know, sometimes you will... You will feel sorry for a dog and you will give it the life and then you, and you see the dog improves leaps and bounds and everything's all good. But, um, you know, it's just you, you've got to weigh it up. You know your own situation. Don't do it because it looks cool. Don't do it because you, um, you're, you're inexperienced and you want to, hold on. Should I feel bad if I've done this and want to rehome my dog now? Cool. Good question. 
I um I don't think you should feel bad that you've done it. Like it is what it is, and maybe the 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 the, the experience of it is going to make you more experienced. So I think that's really good to think about. Um, but you should rehome your dog if you can't give it what it needs. Like if the dog's like riddled with issues and scared of every single person and dog that it sees, but you're not willing to um, get some professional help and and um and seek the the services that you need to give that dog the life that it needs and dog is now suffering because of your inadequacy, well then yeah, for sure you should rehome that dog and you should rehome that dog to the place where it will get what it needs. You know, so um so and you know the dog the best. You know that that dog will is scared of kids, so you don't rehome it to a family that have kids, you know, and let's just say he's a high energy bull mastiff cross, you know, monster, like he's a really massive, strong dog. Well, then, you know, give it to someone or rehome the, the dog to someone who has had experience with big, strong dogs and that have had experience with, um, with these sort of issues and these behaviors because no point rehoming the dog to the wrong home as well. And, um, and maybe this is a turning point in your life. Maybe there's a time where you can now start taking on some more responsibility and go, you know what? I took this dog for the wrong reasons because I was serving my ego and it did look cool. But now I can see how it's been affecting the dog and myself. And I know, now know that I need to step it up and take some responsibility. You may need to sacrifice the, the other extra things that you're doing because it's taking out of the time. Like you can't go, oh, I'll go to the gym. That's why I don't walk my dog. Well, then man, walk your dog and go to the, and train in the park or something. Like, you know, don't neglect one for the other, especially when it's another living thing that you're in control of. You must do the, the right thing for it. So um, rehoming a dog is not a bad thing. If you're giving that dog a, a better life, that's good. It's a good thing. Um, if it means that you need to now learn something from this, because dogs are always learn, teaching us something. You know, you may see it as oh, I failed and now I just got to keep the dog. Well, no, you, you haven't. If you have failed and you've recognized that, that's awesome. Take the responsibility to face it and rise from it and then, and then get on with it and give that dog a life. And you may even learn something incredible about yourself. You step you step outside of the comfort zone for yourself and go, you know what, my dog's suffering, but maybe you're suffering too and maybe you need some help as well in your own life. So then maybe the things that you learn from dog training and rehabilitation, you can apply it to your own self. Stimulate that mind and that body desensitization, counter-conditioning, like these are all very, um, they seem like very technical terms, but they're not. When you think about it, you're giving that dog what it needs. So I hope that answers your question, Nick. And um, if there's any other questions that you'd like us to answer on life with your dog, then please um, put them in a comment below or send us a, a, a direct message or or even email us. Um, you can check us out on lifewithyourdogpodcast.com and there's a there's a message that you can leave through there as well and um thanks for listening once again and until next time have a good day see ya thank you for listening to another show of life with your dog please like rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast you can also find us on instagram facebook and youtube For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.pooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.